All right. Hey, that was quick. Usually it takes a little longer for StreamYard to get going. But hey, this is Brent Leary. This is the, uh, I like to call the BBC. I'm not in England. You know, I'm still in Atlanta, Georgia. It's the Brent Broadcasting Channel. It's the first uh, broadcast of the week. It's Monday. It's not too bad out here in Atlanta. But what's really cool is having a chance to talk to Raju Vigesna, who is the chief evangelist over at Zoho, and particularly talking to him about a subject that is I know is near and dear to him. It's near and dear to me. And it's all around privacy and customer data privacy and ethical use of customer data and what's going on in the world today. And what we're going to talk about today is really around the recent decision for Google to uh, delay the phase out of their, you know, getting rid of third party cookies for Chrome. And the first person I thought of when that <laughs> when this happened is Raju. And, and we go back and forth, uh, text messaging each other on things that we think are interesting in this area. So, Raju, thank you for making time for this uh, conversation today. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for having me on. So I wanted to start this uh, with a quote of yours. And I don't even know if you realize it was a good quote. You just say things and I'm like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> so I wanted to start our conversation with this because it kind of sets the tone for you know, what we're going to be talking about around you know, Google's moves and why Google does things and possibly why there's been a reaction to this phase out that they were talking about. And maybe you can just, you know, Talk about this quote about Google going from, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just shorten it, from a search-first company to an ad-first company and what the implications are and, and, and why some of the things that they're doing are more around ads than they are around search. Yeah, I think uh, the difference is subtle. Like, you know, sometimes you have to ask yourself, what kind of company you are. Are you a technology company or a search company also doing ads? Or are you an ad company happen to do search? And this happens all the time in the industry. I mean, we ourselves ask, our, ask the question, are we a technology company selling stuff? Or are we a sales company selling tech? Because that helps you prioritize the size of your R&D team versus your size of your sales team, right? The same thing applies in the in the advertising space. Are you a technology company or are you an ad company? What are you prioritizing? And if you're prioritizing, say, technology and search and whatnot, if that is the priority, you would operate the business in a certain way. If you're prioritizing advertising, then you would operate in a different way. One thing I noticed this in the past decade or so, Google maybe unconsciously or consciously transitioned from being a search company doing ads to an ad company doing search. Why do I say that? My own experience, or, or you can try it. If you go to google.com on your mobile and say search any term, it is likely that the first results of the entire page is gonna be ads. Try that on your YouTube app. Entire, you'll be littered with a bunch of ads. That's your top priority there. Whatever you see on the top, well, they're all ads, which means you're prioritizing advertising. There was a point where I, I used to trust Google, and at that point, the ads were on the side and the content was in the middle, which means uh, you as a user were seeing the content right in front, 
that is a search company showing serving the user also doing ads but now the priority is switched where you see the list of ads right there and then search results actual search results are two or three scrolls away and to me it's the the difference is very subtle but that tells a lot on what their priorities are and let's face it there there's probably a very good reason for that subtle shift and i'm going to bring up a, another mm-hmm. slide here i just i i want to concentrate on kind of the 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 yellow print uh particularly where it says 455 billion online ad ecosystem i'm sure i mean look we are we live in a, a capital society economy where businesses are in business to make money 455 billion dollars for online ads that's that's kind of a lot to ignore uh and if you're a company like google it seems like a pretty good uh impetus for moving from a search first company to an ad first company but there are some you know some ramifications around that and i think what's happened with the reason that they pulled back from uh, i think they were going to be rolling out or getting uh, phasing out cookies by early 2022 now they're saying like last quarter of 2023 it's almost almost like two two years because there's there's a lot of uh folks that have a lot of uh, involved in terms of the the marketers who are used to having access to this data and also uh you know folks are kind of worried about one company having too much power and being able to to switch something that everybody is kind of the the, the marketing model is built on having one company who has 65% market share of the browser market make a switch that potentially gives them more power over what goes on. How do you see what's going on with Google with what they announced and the, the announcement of having to push it back a little? To me, that basically shows <clears throat> the decline in user trust. And this is not totally unexpected, by the way. <clears throat> Uh, let me explain that in uh, a little bit. In a typical company, like say Zoho or, or any company for that matter, <clears throat> user trust is directly proportional to company's revenue, which means if users trust Zoho or any other company, that means they will trust us and the revenues will go up. So, which means our interests as a company and a lot of business, this is a typical business, the interests are aligned. So revenue is directly proportional to user trust. But in you in Google or Facebook or any ad company's case, that their users are not customers. And that has the reverse impact, which means revenue and user trust is inversely, inversely proportional. So when you optimize the experience for your customers, which are advertisers, the user trust and the user experience is minimized. And that is the reason they have become an ad company uh, first and then search later. So that means the, they, they probably are having the best quarters out there in terms of revenue. But as I say, that is inversely proportional to the user trust. That also means the user trust is declining. That also explains why several companies, several users are, are not going for Flock. They're basically saying, yeah, we're not going to support Google Flock. That is a direct decline in user trust. So it, it is totally predictable 
but you don't notice it <clears throat> in, on, on a daily basis or a quarterly basis. You have to zoom out and, and, and look at it at a, at a macro level. So along with the transition towards them becoming an ad-first company, that also, and, and as the revenue went up, the user trust went down. And you know we have seen that across the board in the past with various vendors out there. And I think increasingly Google, I expect Google to see a pushback as user awareness on privacy goes up and user trust on these comes down. Revenue may, <clears throat> revenue is always a lagging indicator in this case. Just like a user trust in our case, we consider the user trust as a leading indicator, revenue is a lagging indicator. The same thing is happening here. The revenue may go up, <clears throat> but revenue is a lagging indicator. User trust has gone down already, so which means revenue <clears throat> might follow uh, eventually. What's interesting around this is uh, go back to last year, Apple made the announcement that it was updating, making an update, they called it 14.5 iOS update, which allowed users when they're you know getting ready to use an app or download an app, uh, to have them get the option of what do they let the, the app developer use data tracking, basically to you know, track them across the web and using their app or whether they want to opt out of that. But before customers did not have that option, it was just, I mean, they could do the the default opt out of, for everything, but you know, there are instances where you really like an app and maybe, you know, if given uh, a good reason that you would allow them to, you know, use the data, if they're going to create a better product or service or a better experience for you. But traditionally that was uh, something that it was all, it was always defaulted on and you had to go, and find a way to get it out. Now, with the iOS 14.5 update, people get that option up front. And as we've seen, uh, once giving that option, the opt-in rates are really low. I mean, they're like around 6% or something like that, which is definitely putting a crimp into the digital ad platform money that they're used to making and generating. But it's also, you know, to be fair, it's also uh, making it a little bit more difficult for companies particularly smaller businesses to be able to kind of target the audience that they want to try to communicate to. So there's, there's some good and some bad, but I think in the name of uh, user privacy and customer data privacy, that is the ultimate. You, you, you have to get ready because as more and more users get more aware of what's going on with their data, um, that means that you're not going to be able to get away with some of the things that, that were able to go before, right? So when Google announced the browser, the third-party cookie you know, phase-out, it was seen, I think, generally speaking, as a not to user privacy. And 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 in some, uh, you know, you can look at it that way. Uh, a lot of people look at it that way. But it seems like when you have, you know, a business model set up on digital ads, when you do something like remove cookies, and it's you know, your platform is used by 65% of the market, that wreaks havoc. So you have to have something in place to address being a, a ad first uh, business, which means, well, how do you let ad uh, marketers use the, pr the platform without having this particular thing that they have grown dependent on? So they came up with this flock. And let me, uh, and, and I'm going to let you explain it. 
but I, the, I think FLOC stands for Federated Learning of Cohorts. Cohorts. So instead of being able to individually track an individual, uh, this cohort uh, basically collects data and then tries to find some kind of a pattern and create a, a, a group of users. They call them a cohort. And, and then that you get, if you fit that uh, cohort, then you get lumped into there. So technically speaking, you're not supposed to be able to get uh, the individual level information anymore. You're supposed to just go off the cohort. All right. So I'll, I need you to explain, is this really uh, something that is going to be good for data privacy? Or is this something that is just another way, you know, kind of, a way to address some privacy issues, but still leave a door open for marketers. Tell us you know, your thoughts on this whole thing. I think it's basically smoke and mirrors. Uh, I, you know, Google has a lot of information. Chrome is one way to track, right? There are, there is Android, there are services. And, and a lot of these ad companies, you know, has, you know, surveillance systems in place. They have built, the operating system of surveillance, each of them, to from multiple angles. Uh, so, and they have been doing fingerprinting and all of that across the board, directly through software like Chrome and others, in some cases operating systems, and of course through devices that you deploy in your home to whatnot. And then there's a the server-side fingerprinting that is done. So it, not everything is... Uh, is on the negative side. The, the, the thing is, <clears throat> the, the only point is, do consumers have a choice? Do they have the visibility? Can they switch it off if they don't want it? And if they switch it off, uh, is it really switched off? I think that, so that lack of clarity, lack of visibility, lack of control for the consumers results in lack of trust. Why are users, when Apple rolled out their, their latest version, why did users turn off tracking at all? Well, that means they don't trust anymore. <clears throat> they, and the first thing they do when they get control of it is just turn it off because they because the abuse has gone too far. So that user trust is, is very much correlated with, with this. And user trust is correlated with vendor trust. And even when Google does something good, maybe it is possible that Flock has, has some good things and it really protects the user. But the abuse has gone so far that it takes a lot for some of these vendors to earn the trust. And the user trust and their perception of, of some of these vendors play a, a bigger role here in turning some of these off. And the, the, let's be real, to really did or are these vendors like like Google really protecting the user's information? And are they not tracking user information? There the proof is, is going to be in the pudding where, and in this case, the pudding is their advertising product. That is their core product, AdWords and, and Google Ads and their product. Are they removing targeting options in their ad product? If they're remove if they're providing less targeted options, that means they're not able to track the users as much as they used to. If they haven't made any changes in there, 
then you see it as smoke and mirrors. So the really it, it comes down to what kind of options are they removing, targeting options are they removing in the ad, ad product. That is the proof of their tracking or lack thereof. And we have to see if that changes. Till we see changes there, you know, we cannot, we cannot, and, and based on the user's perception and the trust, they just simply choose to not trust these changes. Do you think, because there's been pushback, uh, you know, for Flock, and it's coming from you know, other browsers who say, hey, we're not going to use that part. You know, they, we're turning that thing off. Because a mm -hmm. lot of the browsers, like Brave, is built on, on Google technology, um, but they're not implementing that technology. And you also see uh, the pushback from some websites mm -hmm. that are they're like, hey, you know, what are we what are we really getting out of this? And in in the balance of power, it seems like that, that that's kind of one of the things that is really on people's minds is it's if Flock is in, implemented as is, it it feels like a lot of website owners, a lot of retailers who have lots of traffic, it feels like they're saying, hey, you know what? It feels like Google is getting even more of a, a, a stranglehold on the power of us being able to interact with potential prospects, customers, website visit. Is this more about the power shift or is this more about protecting customers? Uh, if if you're one of those folks who are on the fence about using Flock, are we replacing one technology with another? End of the day, uh, and the question is, do we really need that replacement? Do we really need that? Is that is a fundamental question? If we don't, then why are we even doing it? If we are doing it for the benefit of the ad companies, there's no inherent interest for Brave to protect that. Brave is Brave exists, and uh, and I I you know, like Brave. They exist for those uh, who are privacy conscious, and and it is in their merit for them to block you know, flag, flock. So, I think to me, uh, I go back to the same fundamental point. More than the merits of the technology, it highlighted the lack of trust people have. Mm -hmm. Technology may be good, but. I don't know. I'll be surprised how many people really looked into Flock in a lot more detail. Maybe except a few more. But even the, I think even at a high level, they are blocking it because of the trust issue. Hmm. What's interesting is the like there's a kind of a business response, you know, a marketer response saying, "Hey, you know." we have enough to deal with as it is. We, you know, you got to slow this down, but that doesn't feel like a nod to data privacy and, and, and really customer experience. So where does customer experience, where does data privacy fit into to the equation of all that's going on? We just you know talked about there's a huge market. People, businesses are trying their best to get in front of the right audience. They're using these technologies you know, because they feel like they absolutely have to. Where does customer experience and, and data privacy in the perspective of customer experience fit into all this big discussion we're having here? 
I think the pendulum will will swing back towards the privacy conscious. Today it has gone too far into you know, privacy abuse with surveillance and whatnot, and now it has to swing back and likely meet in the middle. You know, is there a, a market for uh, for businesses that, whose business model is dependent on ads? Absolutely, and there are some good cases out there, but it is providing visibility to the customer and knowing what is used and what is not being used that visibility is the key is the case i think i mentioned this earlier where customers pay in two to three ways either you pay with money or you pay with data and lately we got we have introduced a third model where you pay with someone else's data <laughs> which is which is weirder and that is the the other end we have we have gone towards as long as the customers have visibility into that and they have an option to choose the business model then that balance exists today the default is you know users have to opt out the default has to be opt in until we get to that model this user trust issue will continue to linger and i think that pendulum swinging back swinging back towards protecting user information is an important criteria important aspect that has to happen for this industry to normalize it's uh it, it, this this situation is only getting uh i think bigger and more critical because as we went through with the pandemic more interactions with customers and you know i i'm, I'm always saying customers and you know talking in business terms but it it's just generally speaking, every interaction, more all interactions seem to be going digital. It's bit, but the but the pandemic accelerated the move from analog to digital interaction. So there's more uh, data. There's more channels that it's taking place on. There's potentially more footprints, and and all that means is more data to be used from an ad first perspective. I found this really interesting quote. And it's interesting for not only what it said, but who said it and when it was said. Um, bring this up here. Steve Jobs, he, we're, we're approaching the 10th anniversary of his passing. But uh, before he did pass, he said this, I believe people are smart and some people want to share more data than other people do. Ask them, ask them every time, make them tell you, stop asking them if they get tired of asking them let them know precisely what you're going to do with their data the it's just so prescient but yet and still we're 10 years removed from him being with us and these words are as, as old as that and do you think we're on the way to this thinking do you think the moves that apple have made and do you think the moves that google has made let's face it these are two of the big pillars that drive Pretty much everything today. Do you think that the, these words are actually behind the moves that we're seeing, or is it still trying to find that happy medium between, you know, being uh, kind of upholding these words, but also trying to find a way to, to you know, make a, a living with it too? Anyway, first thing, <clears throat> I love this this quote from from Steve, and uh, I think he he said that at the at the D event and. I, I totally agree, and Apple, to a lot of extent, uh, to a large extent, still does this. I think so. I I commend Apple on this, and and Google 
uh, and and Facebook and several other ad-based vendors, it's not in their interest. And yeah, they some of them may not even agree that this should be the thing, you know. But then you cannot expect them to agree because, or to quote Sinclair, uh, you cannot have someone agree on something when their paycheck is dependent on them not agreeing to it. So I think so. You cannot expect the same thing for from some of the ad vendors out there. But uh, Apple certainly is, uh, does it. But on the other hand, I am also a little skeptical on some of the other other moves, like the AirTag network, which is a, a surveillance network, and an Amazon Sidewalk network. We are seeing the 1.0 versions of it, and that is a scary surveillance network uh, on a uh, on a massive scale. So I don't believe. Apple is fully into it. In other words, if Apple fully believes this, then AirTag will be opt-in, not what, not opt-out, and that's an important thing. So that is where uh, you know you really have to have to believe in this fully to to you know offer it to the to the users and make it an an, an opt-in for the users. So those are uh, again not a, no no vendor is perfect, but I'm actually very glad Apple is is doing it. But uh, you know, I would I would expect them to to raise that bar a little bit. Well, I, I I agree with you completely. I love the quote. I, I think Apple is closer to doing it than a bunch of others. But then again, you know, Apple sells devices. They they actually sell stuff, whereas some of these companies they sell access to a data to attention. And as you said, uh, and as your quote illustrates. When you are an ad first company, it's kind of hard to to be on the right side of a lot of these issues. Um, but we we have to wrap up because I, I I don't want to go too long in this. Well, I think we're going to be doing more of these conversations because the the uh, interest in privacy is only picking up. I think data uh, customers are learning more and more about what's taking place, and because of that, uh, issues are going to crop up, and companies are going to have to change. Do you see uh, how long do you think? Because I, I, I feel like you just said you you see it going in the right direction. How long do you think it's going to be before uh, customer data privacy is fully part of a customer experience to the point where vendors take it seriously enough to, to point it out as a piece of the customer experience? I think it'll take longer, unfortunately, <clears throat> but and also customer experience and the data privacy of the customer is only one side to the equation. There is also the other side, which is uh, employee privacy and, and all of that. There, there is that side of the equation that is not discussed as, as much, but it unfortunately takes time. Uh, privacy is the uh, uh, privacy abuse or surveillance is the new smoking thing. So just like it took a while for the change to happen, it will it will take some time for this change to happen on the privacy side as well. We will we will need some anchors. We will need some anchors who take that lead and protect the user privacy. Apple is is doing it on the consumer side. Zoho we are doing it on the business side, and we're hoping that there'll be a like Brave is doing it. Uh, DuckDuck is goes is doing it. We'll, if we have a few anchors across the board that is going to help raise that awareness of the users once the user awareness goes up there then it will it will help itself out 
Yeah, right now the the it seems it feels like the awareness is just awakening uh, because of you know things that are taking place. Some of these these big moves, uh, I think a couple of years ago might have gone under the radar, but not anymore. I think there is an awakening. Uh, it's definitely the early stages, and but I think once it's on, I don't see it stopping at this point, and I feel like. Uh, it needs to have more more of these kind of conversations to kind of draw it out and and help kind of help folks understand what's going on and the implications for that. So I hope you're up for doing more of these because I I have a strong suspicion that almost you can't go a week without something big happening in this area. And it'd be great to you know kind of have these kind of conversations to, to hash it out and also to just. Get let people know what's going on and give them some ideas of the impact of some of these moves. So, Roger, absolutely, Brent. I think uh, you know. I think that that awareness and user education is what we got to do. So, for some of us who've been in it and are monitoring this closely, because every week there is an uncovering of a privacy incident out there, people may not pay attention. That is the role we play. Can we educate people about privacy? Let user make the choice. We don't have to influence either way. Just that. We educate them on what's going on, and, and user will be making a choice that's right for them. I, I want to pop up uh, Mauricio's quote here: "Privacy regulations are moving towards users and power to the users." I, I think we we both agree with you, Mauricio, on that one. <laughs> the more power, the more information, the more information they have, the more power they do have, and uh, it's up to the companies to create the kind of experiences that will be expected from customers that are more intelligent and more knowledgeable about what's going on with their data. So with that, uh, Raju, thank you again. We are definitely going to be doing these more uh, frequently because there's just so much going on and the importance of it, it, it only gets higher, the importance of it, as we use more digital channels, more data is created, and customers should know what's going on with that data. And they should feel comfortable with vendors who tell them, who explain to them how their data will be used if they allow it to be used, but it's all on them. All right. Uh, this has been great. Great way to start the week. Thanks again, Raju. We'll be talking more and, and thank you for checking this out. I will see you tomorrow because I have something else going on. I always have something else going on in this thing. Thanks again. Take care. Thanks, Brent.